It's important to know. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale is solely a reimagining of the novel The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and not the 1939 film or any other iteration of the story. Dark Days of Dorothy Gale Aftermath For Episodes 26 and 26-2 Chapters 35 and 36 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale The Ballad of Audrey Wilkinson and the Song of Ian Gale And Welcome Home This is also the aftermath for Chapter 16 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz how the balloon was launched. Oh, man. Was that intro long and overly complicated? I don't know. I hope not, but I don't know. This week, we get to the heart of the tragic sadness that is Dorothy Gale. We meet Audrey Wilkinson and Ian Gale, Dorothy's parents. I don't know if I would say it's a line between good and evil, but there is certainly a contrast between her mother and father. I wanted Ian to be a shining light, a beacon of purity. I wanted the reader to take a moment to ask just how much better Dorothy's life would be if Audrey died instead of him. I explain a little bit about him, his career, his intelligence, his unbelievable fiscal responsibility. And we know he's been in love with Audrey for a long time and is maybe even a little too good for her. Still, to me, and I don't know, maybe to you, Ian Gale it seems like kind of a blank slate. I would venture a guess to say it's just my writing style for this chapter in particular. Instead of having a lot of personality or dialogue between the two of them, I opted for a quicker way through. I kind of just bulldozed through their existence with a quick history. I didn't want to stall the story too much, and honestly, this chapter was a little bit of an afterthought, and we'll get to that in just a few seconds here. Or maybe minutes. You know me. I don't know if my choice was good or not for making this chapter a little bit quicker, but it's the choice I made. I spent more time with Audrey than Ian. The reference to heroin as her other drug of choice was largely unnecessary. I decided to focus more on her alcoholism. I avoided a lot of details on her experience actually being drunk. I don't have much experience in that department myself, despite what some might think. Check last week's Aftermath for more information on that. I didn't want to write something I had no real knowledge of because I felt it would be a weak spot in the book. People be all like, That's not what it's like being drunk on absinthe. And whatnot. Anyway, I took a risk on the absinthe. 
I researched the uh, absinthe ritual and what it smelled like and tasted like, and by researched I mean I just spent some time on Google and YouTube. The licorice aroma of anise and fennel in the description is, well, a risk. I've never smelled absinthe before. Research, and I say that with air quotes, just tells me that's what it smells like. Hopefully, it was okay. If anyone has a better description and wants a shout-out and get absolutely no compensation, go ahead and send it my way at darkdorothyg on Twitter or darkdaysofdorothygale at outlook.com, and I will happily revise the chapter. And, again, give you credit for it. But I can't pay you, because I have no money. That's beside the point, though. Audrey is... a wreck. She's actually pretty despicable for a good portion of these chapters. Her most shining moment of goodness is giving up the booze and drugs because she's pregnant. She has a brief moment of redemption before she dies, but that's really about it. The name Audrey Wilkinson has no special meaning. I don't remember how it actually came to be. Ian Gale, on the other hand, came from one of my favorite guests on one of my favorite podcasts, This Week in Tech. Ian Thompson, to be exact. I just liked his name. Personality-wise, I don't imagine they're incredibly similar. Anyway, his last name has to be Gale, because, you know, it's in the title. And that's how the name Ian came to be. Just a cool name I heard on a podcast. Anyway, let's move on. We also meet Aunt M and Uncle Henry here. We also find out that M is Audrey's sister, and Dorothy winds up in Sterling, Kansas. Her hometown in Kansas and the addition of Audrey and Ian didn't come along until the second draft of the story. Sterling was originally Larned, Kansas. It was Larned until the ninth or tenth draft. I don't remember why I changed it. I just did. Maybe I thought Sterling was a cooler name, or maybe I just wanted a smaller town, even though Larned is only bigger by about a thousand people, according to the 2010 census, that is. Either way, Sterling became her home, for its small rural quality, despite apparently being a college town. It's actually smaller than my hometown here in Nebraska, with less than 3,000 people. Again, that's according to the 2010 census. The original location of Tim's Tire Shop has always remained a constant, however. It's not a real place. I've never been through the things Dorothy has, but that doesn't mean I'm not part of the character, and she's not part of me. Her taste in music, for example, is identical to mine. Though I grew up in the 90s, so that truly is music of my childhood and generation. The way she places items around her room to spark conversation with visitors, her love of plain white cake, or vanilla, I guess, if you're slightly weird, that's all me. The first draft 
of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale did not feature these chapters, because it wasn't until tragedy struck my own close-knit family. A very, very close relative of mine was killed in an accident. He was only 16, and it was a pretty dark and deeply emotional experience. I went to work the day after it happened, and I struggled to make it through to the end of the shift. I went the next day, and I wasn't quite strong enough to make it to the end. Someone asked me a few questions about the accident, and I I just cracked. I found my supervisor, and I told him I needed to leave. Just had to get out of there. I tried to keep my composure until I made it out to my car, hyperventilating and struggling to breathe the whole way there. I got in, and I cried, and I screamed for what felt like an eternity. This moment, more or less, ended up in the Welcome Home chapter. The moment Dorothy gets up and runs out of the house. The moment she finds herself alone, screaming at God, or whatever power might exist. Her dialogue, Under the Tree is almost exactly what came out of my mouth that morning, sitting in my car in the back of the parking lot of the factory that I was working at at the time. I wrote Welcome Home before I wrote the ballad of Audrey Wilkinson and the song of Ian Gale. I wanted that heartache and that truth to exist within the pages of this book, but I also needed a chapter to get Dorothy to that point. Baum doesn't go into detail about how Dorothy became an orphan. At least, not in the wonderful Wizard of Oz, or the three books of his that I've actually read. And it's my suspicion that he never does, although a quick Google search would probably answer that question for me. And if he does, I guarantee her parents aren't an alcoholic and a banker. I know, I said Ian is an IT guy at an insurance company. But that job wouldn't exist in 1900. I think banker's a close enough comparison. The title Welcome Home comes from one of my all-time favorite bands, Idle Wild. They're a Scottish band, first introduced to me in, I think, 2000 when they were a guest on Conan O'Brien. Music has always been a very important part of my life, and this band has been a staple of countless playlists for me since I first heard them. The song Welcome Home, Bronze Metal, and You Held the World in Your Arms were constantly playing on my radio at the time that I was writing this chapter. I highly recommend finding the acoustic version of You Held the World in Your Arms. I think you can find it on YouTube if you look up something like Idlewild The Skinny Sessions. It's such a heartbreaking rendition of the song. Sometimes it seems like the world stops in the face of tragedy. Like it stops in remembrance of one singular person. It's like... They hold everything in their arms. Everything but you. And it's sad 
and it hurts, but you persist. For Dorothy, her mother holds the world in her arms, and her life has changed in a way that is nearly impossible to comprehend. Okay, okay, let's move on to something a little more lighthearted, shall we? Remember that time Dorothy almost got home, but was left behind because she was chasing after her darn dog? The wonderful Wizard of Oz chapter this week, How the Balloon Was Launched, ends with a little bit of peril and desperation. It's actually downright sad. For the most part, we get a wonderfully hopeful chapter. The wizard tells Dorothy he's figured out how to get her home. All it's going to take is a hot air balloon. Yep, that's all it's going to take. Hot air balloon. And I guess maybe a little bit of hot air. He informs her that it will be a dangerous journey. They're going to have to cross the desert before they get back to civilization. If the balloon loses its heat, it will crash and they will be lost. Oh, right. He also informs her he's going with her. There is one problem, though. He doesn't know exactly where Kansas is. He's kind of just planning on getting out of Oz and figuring out where to go from there. One problem to solve at a time, I guess. He's mostly concerned about what people will think if they find out that he's just a big fat liar. So he decides he's gonna just continue being a big fat liar. With the help of Dorothy, he constructs a balloon and tells everyone in Oz that he's going to visit his brother wizard in the clouds. Or something like that. And for some reason he's taking a little girl with him. Maybe people in 1900 were just a bit too trusting. Or at least the people in Oz. The woodman chops up some wood, starts a fire, fills the balloon with heat. Of course, Toto runs off because that's what Toto does. And Dorothy chases after him because that's what Dorothy does. And that is when the balloon is launched. So... Dorothy is left behind. Left in this strange, strange world of Oz. There isn't really much more to say about this chapter, so I guess that means it's just time to say, if I missed anything or neglected to mention something or address something you feel I should have addressed, by all means, let me know. It's... The Ordinary Sun, that's S-U-N on Instagram, Dark Dorothy G on Twitter, and Dark Days of Dorothy Gale at Outlook.com. I'm always open to questions and constructive criticism. Remember, it's nice to be nice. Come back next week, or later this week, or just soon. I guess it kind of depends on when this episode actually drops and when you listen. So I guess... Just come back for more at some point for Chapter 37 of Dark Days of Dorothy Gale, The Road South, and Chapter 18 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Away to the South, and, of course, the usual aftermath. Thanks for listening.
I love you all.